it's time to play ball. Welcome to the podcast with no limits. Whether it be sports, current events, or random thoughts, this is the place to step in and stay a while. Your host is a proud alumnus of Rio Hondo Prep, a former minor league baseball umpire, and a man with strong opinions. Welcome to the Get Home Safe podcast and your host, Matt Persima. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Get Home Safe. Welcome to season three of the podcast, guys. It is here. It's 2022. I know I had an episode last week with Mr. Dave Guerrero Sr. Well, it was actually two weeks ago. I think it came out uh, on uh, January 8th, somewhere in there. Anyway, took last week off. Um, just needed a, needed a breather, we'll say. Um, you know, I've said this for a few weeks now with the podcast that um, I'm going to eventually need a break here and I might, you know, and I may need more and more breaks. I want to do this show weekly. I really do. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the, the busier life gets sometimes you just don't have the time, especially finding time to record with guests. Um, I am going to try to have more guests on here on Friday still. Uh, but for now, the goal for now, the goal is to get out uh, at least one episode a week. It could, uh, since it is the NFL playoffs and uh, that's kind of what I'm talking about today, mostly. Uh, but just with the podcast and moving forward, it is season three. It's, it's a new year and everything. I, I want to put out episodes. I really do. I'm not giving up. I'm not waving the white flag like some teams have done here in recent weeks. Uh, but I am just communicating to the audience out there that, you know, uh, this thing has been a lot of fun. Uh, it started out five days a week, then went to three days a week. Now we're two days a week. And um, maybe I'll, I'll find a, a spark, a, a re-energy. Re I don't know. Uh, but the football season has been long. It's uh, been grinding. It's been grueling. I've laughed. I've cried. Uh, as you can see on YouTube in my Rams apparel here, I'm in a decent mood with the Rams having a playoff victory Monday night over the Arizona Cardinals, 34 to 11, the first playoff victory at SoFi Stadium, Hollywood Park, if you will. So a uh, big moment there for Los Angeles sports. Um, but uh, there's plenty to talk about those Rams. Uh, the previous week, of course, against the dreaded San Francisco 49ers, who are the hottest team in uh, football right now. I want to talk about their opponent in the playoffs, the Dallas Cowboys, who, uh, as far as recent relevance goes, uh, just aren't anything other than a a, a fancy number, a, a high-ranking team, a popularity contest. Uh, it's the, the single star in their helmet is not a logo. It is a rating, if you will. The one star, they, oh, good morning, Valerie Burns. Uh, anyway, the I'm in a decent mood today. Decent mood indeed. Lots to cover. And again, back to the podcast. I'm not sure how much I'm going to be able to do this. Uh, some good news at work. That's kind of why I've been uh, not uh, around the past week or so. Um, good news coming. So my schedule will be changing, but I will continue in some ways to try to get this, um, this podcast out weekly, maybe every couple weeks. Uh, maybe it won't have as many guests. I am going to try, but my one promise I do have for you guys is come August. In the month of August, I am going to start up a new podcast with a new logo, new title, new everything that will be strictly Rio Hondo Prep football related. We will do exactly what we did this fall uh, on the Get Home Safe podcast. We will have 
um, interviews with coaches, with players. We will preview games. We will recap games. We will talk a little bit about uh, the history of the program and just uh, cover it, cover it like we are uh, we are ESPN. Well, ESPN is kind of a bad example these days. They kind of don't uh, cover a whole lot of uh, sports and such. But anyway, um, looking forward to this. It's a few months away, eight months away, seven months away, but it's going to be a lot of fun. I think that's where we got most of the feedback from. And I think there's a lot more people out there who want to hear about Real Hondo prep football and uh, the current success of the program and the history and the, the fan base and the alumni to chime in and give uh, give their thoughts as well with the phone calls and messages and such. Um, just the interaction, I think, has been great. And I'm looking forward to that. There's some people out there who like listening to my random opinions and my uh, fan Ram fanhood, of course. But there's a lot more uh, with the other way. So I'm not saying the Get Home Safe pod is going away by any means. Uh, it'll just probably probably be less frequent, and um, especially in August when uh, it's it's high school football time for Rio Hondo. So I'm very excited about this. There might even be uh, a few episodes prior to the season just building it up. Um, but for now, all we can do here on this beautiful Tuesday morning is to celebrate celebrate the Rams playoff victory. Sorry, the Los Angeles Rams playoff victory. Always want to include that city. Uh, as you can see, giant LA on my chest and my hat up here uh, for you alleged LA sports fans. So let's talk first about the Rams dominant performance on Monday night. Very good win, jumped out to a 21 nothing lead uh, led by the defense. And, you know, there's a lot of hype all year about Kyler Murray. He's changing the game. He's different than everybody else. Yeah, he is. He's talented. He can throw the ball. But when he gets up against a a really good defense, especially one that's seen him three times, uh, you could definitely see, and it wasn't just him, it was the entire team. Uh, They were overwhelmed from the get-go. And uh, defensively, the, the Rams really took it to the Cardinals. They couldn't get a first down. Um, sacked Murray early, um, a couple of interceptions, that dreaded pick six in the end zone. Well, Kyler Murray started to play uh, playground ballers and just throw the ball up as he's getting tackled for a safety. Um, that was pretty embarrassing. He knows that of course, but, uh, that really was the backbreaker and the, the big, the big uh, nail in the coffin, if you will, for the Rams to go up 21, nothing just before halftime. And and in watching the game, I, I will argue that the Rams left a lot of plays out there. I mean, uh, the little thing, the third and one where they can't, they can't get a yard. Or again, they go to this empty set for some reason on short yardage plays after running the ball, you get four yards, you get another three yards. Hey, let's spread them out and throw it now. No, stop it. If it's not broke, don't fix it. Anyway, I'm no genius. Sean McVay is. And uh, well, Kyle Shanahan is, but we'll get to that. Um, so just a very, I would say complete win. What I was pleased with was that the Rams, ran the ball. They ran it early and often. And what can you say about Cam Akers? Ram Akers, baby, uh, to see him back. The second-year player who had an incredible uh, rookie season last year, tears his Achilles in July, works his tail off to be able to come back in the same season. Yes, play a little bit in Week 18 against the Niners and then to play in the playoff game. His presence was felt. I love Sony Michelle. Powerful, powerful runner powerful runner that has been a, a godsend for the Rams uh, in their injury ridden uh, running back room. But, you know, Daryl Henderson's great, but you just see a difference. Sony Michelle's a power back, man. That guy, 
uh, fights for every yard. And then Cam Akers just looked absolutely explosive um, in the playoff game against the Cardinals. So kind of that two-headed monster with Akers and Michelle is something to be excited about. Um, you almost forget about the Rams passing game uh, and, and Cooper Cup, of course. And, uh, you know, Odell Beckham Jr. has been a, a, a pleasant surprise. I was not happy when they signed him uh, because he's been a cancer everywhere. Everywhere he was gone, uh, has gone. But, um, you know, I think a lot of it has to do with the people around you. And so far, so far, Odell hasn't gone Antonio Brown on us. Um, but, uh, you know, I think it matters who's in the room. I think it matters that, you know, guys like Vaughn Miller, uh, now Eric Weddle, uh, veteran guys, even a guy like Jalen Ramsey, who's kind of a knucklehead at times. Um, these are guys who are leaders, who are guys that know a com- what a common goal you know, it takes all the moving parts. So Odell Beckham uh, has not been the problem child yet. Again, winning helps that, but he's getting the ball. He's get, he's got his touchdown reception early in the game on Monday night. Heck, he threw a pretty nice deep ball on that double pass play, uh, you know, that he hit Cam Akers up the sideline. Uh, who knew Odell Beckham throws a better deep ball than uh, Dak Prescott and uh, maybe maybe Jimmy Garoppolo. I can't I can't hammer Jimmy G because he's uh, he's beating my Rams uh, every time he's played. And uh, except for a few mistakes, you know, he, he looks pretty good himself. Yeah, Odell Beckham with uh, more passing yards on one play than a lot of NFL quarterbacks in the playoffs. I'll, I'll leave it there. Uh, so anyway, Cooper Cup is still amazing. They were clearly um, keying on him Monday night. And um, Stafford only threw the ball 17 times. I think a few more with penalties and such. Or maybe he threw it 16 times because of, uh, well, did he get a well, backwards pass? So um, so uh, Beckham with one for one on the big 40-plus yard completion. And then Stafford. Uh, all the, all the, you know, the, uh, pressure on him to finally win a playoff game. He can't do it. He can't do it. Oh, and three. I mean, he, for him to take the Detroit lions to the playoffs three times is a miracle in my opinion. So, um, the fact that he had never won a playoff game before, I wasn't buying all that into, uh, but what, a what, a the, the offensive uh, output, it did settle for three, a few times they did not score when, uh, after a turnover, uh, one time that was disappointing, but, um, all around the, the punting, uh, Johnny Hecker was phenomenal. Um, special teams, really good and a pretty complete win for the LA Rams on Monday night over the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, I don't think the Cardinals are done by any means. I think they're still going to be a force to be, to be reckoned with Kyler Murray can put up points in a hurry. And I just think the inexperience there from him and Cliff Kingsbury, obviously, uh, showed a little bit on Monday night early. And often, and uh, with it being LA's first playoff game uh, at home in the new stadium, I, I just I don't think they were going to uh, uh, let down let down the uh, the Los Angeles fan base there uh, in the the first big uh, playoff game in uh, in uh, the the new stadium for so the new SoFi Stadium, Hollywood. It'll always be Hollywood Park to me, but uh, and and I'm not calling. By the way, I'm not calling Staples Center crypto cave currency whatever uh arena no it's staple i don't change i don't like change i don't like when the home depot center changes name now it's third time it was um what was it i don't even know what it is now uh where the uh, galaxy and the chargers used to play and whatever uh i like whatever the original name is that's what it is to me it'll always be the 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 honda center it's always going to be the pond all right and some names are better than others 
you know, the pond. Okay. Dodger stadium Staples center. I know that's a, a corporate sponsor too, or whatever, but still it's Staples center. How many times has Madison square garden changed its name? You know what I mean? I, I just, I don't like this stuff. The Coliseum, they were trying, they, they, it's like uh, American airlines field or something. Now I understand bills have to be paid. But come on, can we stop with all these 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 uh, these name changes and such? Like, uh, I, I just I hate I hate that stuff. I, I, it drives me crazy. Change a name, change a name. I don't I don't I don't like change. And not all change is good. Okay, changing from losing to winning that's good. But renaming of venues and stuff, I'm like, well, what are we doing? Why, why why are we doing this? Oh, money. Oh, okay, I get it. Anyway, it's Staples Center. It'll always be Staples Center. Um, anyway, where was I? Oh, the, yes, the LA Rams. So a playoff win. And what what um, I want to talk about now, and I'm going to brag about the Rams all day, because they go to the defending champs this coming Sunday. Um, things aren't looking good. You know, it's still Brady. They have yet to beat Brady in a postseason, uh, having lost to him in two, two of his uh, seven Super Bowl victories. Um, doesn't look good. They did beat Tampa Bay at home in week three this year. But... Um, it's a tall task. Brady and the Bucks are looking really good. They got rid of the cancer and Antonio Brown, and it's still the defending Super Bowl champions. Now, if you want to be a champ, you got to beat the champ, right? And that's like a fighter and boxing and such. But this is a tall task. It really is. And I'm realistic about it. Can the Rams do it? Well, of course. They already did it in week three. And the Patriots, uh, the Patriots, excuse me, the Buccaneers have put together a uh, quite a team, quite a season. And I will say that, you know, arguably the Rams have some new pieces that weren't there in week three, Von Miller, OBJ and such. So who knows? Um, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. Worst case scenario, Rams get blown out and the season's over. Um, it would be a very tall task at this point for the Rams to what they would have to run through. They'd have to beat Tom Brady then probably Aaron Rodgers, and then probably Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen, whoever ends up on the AFC side of the Super Bowl. All right, those are three, whoever the quarterbacks are, it's a tall task ahead. But one game at a time, all that matters is this Sunday uh, at high noon here on the West Coast. Very much excited for that time slot and uh, for the game itself. And, you know, I, I have nothing but respect for Tom Brady. He's the man in the arena and has beaten the Rams twice in Super Bowls. And uh, hopefully the Rams got one in them. They've played the Bucks in the playoffs a few times before and have beaten them. Um, so we'll see. It's exciting times here. Got to take down the champs. Uh, at least put up a fight. That's all I can say. Take it to the judges scorecards, if you know what I mean. Let's, uh, let's make this thing close. I think with the Rams defensively, they got a shot. I really do. Uh, again, you build around defense. Aaron Donald, great gains up front. Uh, Von Miller, uh, the secondary worries me. Eric Weddle's back, but he hasn't played football in two years. Um, so if, if Brady starts picking apart the Rams defense quickly uh, with quick passes, then uh, they could be in trouble. But we'll see. We'll see. It, it's going to be a football game. Um, speaking of the man in the arena on ESPN Plus, fantastic. Again, it took me a while to get to, um, but the Tom Brady documentary, basically that each episode goes over every Super Bowl he's been in. So yeah, there's 10 episodes. Uh, I haven't watched the most recent one, but uh, did watch the one where uh, he beat my Rams, of course. And um, each one is phenomenal. There's a special guest brought on um, his old teammates, uh, Willie McGinnis, Teddy Bruschi, man, what studs those guys were. Um, Randy Moss, uh, his trainer, Alex Guerrero. Every episode has like 
uh, two or three uh, special guests that feature kind of going through uh, talking about the year itself. Um, the year itself leading to the Super Bowl. There's one episode with uh, his three sisters, which is pretty good. Um, much like um, what was it, Hard Knocks? I was watching with the, the Colts, who I, man, I was a believer in, and it fell short before the playoffs. Uh, the man in the arena, fantastic on ESPN Plus. It must watch. Go check it out. Even if you hate Brady, even if you hate Tom Brady, which I don't truly understand, um, you know, check it out. It's it's really good watch. Uh, Peyton's places. It's the stuff. It's kind of stuff like that. But uh, this is you know very serious and in depth into the Tom Brady journey. If you guys haven't had your fill of uh, of Mr. Tom Brady, so Rams at Bucks Sunday. Can't wait for that game. Now talking about the Rams, um, I want to talk about expectations. You know, I think expectations are everything. Expectations on that first date. Do you go into it? thinking, man, this is going to be everything. Or are you kind of open-minded? Like, all right, we'll see what happens here. All right. And then sometimes you go into that first date. It's been a while for me, but uh, going to that first date, almost in a desperation mode, like, man, I really, really need something to (laughs) finally go well here. I use dating because I don't have a ton of experience, but I think it's something that we can all uh, relate to, if you will, kind of that awkwardness. It's something y'all, we all have to do, I guess, at some point in life. Uh, And that we all have uh, wins and losses, we'll say. So I think it's relatable, but the, the concept of expectations, I'm a Rams fan. I've been one my entire life. Um, they, they've always been the LA Rams, uh, even when they were in Missouri for 20 something years. But um, so I know expectations. I know for a lot of years, the Rams played football, like uh, the jets will say, uh, like the Bengals, like the lions. Some of those teams have played better ball in recent years, but there's just certain organizations that have just been, just awful over the years. Uh, the Jags probably come to mind. They're probably the most inconsistent team uh, or the worst. No, they're very consistent. Uh, one of the worst teams of all time, organizations will say, even though almost got to a Super Bowl a couple times. It's all about expectations. When you go into a season, what are your expectations? Me as a Rams fan, um, it was always, man, can they, can they just get to the playoffs, get to the playoffs? Now that that is kind of a consistent thing, uh, for me, a happy season is uh, a playoff victory. Now, don't get me don't get me wrong. I'm not sitting here going, well, I, you know, I, I Super Bowl that would be incredible. A couple of years ago, got there, couldn't score a touchdown, very disappointing. Um, but to go from where they were in 2016 to uh, coming back to LA, four wins, and to be in the Super Bowl two years later was pretty pretty phenomenal. But expectations are everything. And I am a realistic expectation guy. If the Rams got a couple playoff wins, I would be ecstatic through the, you know, when the Rams finally do lose, I'm going to get phone calls and texts and ha 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 this and that. And um, I'm going to be satisfied. I'm going to be, I'm going to be, I'm not going to say content, but I'm going to be satisfied. A good season. It was fun because there's 31 teams who are going to fall short of the ultimate prize. That's just how it is. There's 31 other millionaire players and, and coaches and um, uh, you know, staffs of, of people that are working towards uh, the, the ultimate goal of a Super Bowl championship. So I understand. I'm, I'm realistic about my expectations. All right. I, I, when you had like the, the second year, the, Ram, the year after the Rams go to the Super Bowl, high expectations. They'll get back. I know they will. They don't even go to the playoffs. So I'm bringing this up 
because even if you're not a Rams fan, um, you're a fan of somebody, you're a fan of some team. And what are your expectations? And that brings me to the Dallas Cowboys. Now, that star on their helmet, I, I've, I've talked about it. It's, it's a rating. It's, it's not, a, uh, not a logo anymore. Um, and anybody who's been in a Lyft or Uber knows you have to rate your driver uh, or, or rate your passenger in my case. And most people are five stars. But uh, there are some one-star people out there. Let's, let's be honest. And the Dallas Cowboys, look, they are one of the iconic franchises in the NFL. All right? There's no mistake about that. They are uh, one of the most popular teams in the NFL. And you could argue maybe that's because people uh, just like winners. And at one time, the Cowboys were winning Super Bowls left and right, especially in the 90s. And they were just popular. America's team, which I can't stand that uh, description of them. But expectations are everything with the Cowboys. They spend the most money. They're in the middle of the country. They're the most popular. They're also probably the most hated. All right. All of those uh, badges of honor usually mean a very successful franchise. And all you hear from some people who love to live in the past is about the banners, five Super Bowl banners, five of them. I was like, okay, cool. Very, you know, I said this before, I'll say it again. You know, Navy used to win national championships in football too. Like, it's all about recent relevance. I've said recent relevance a, a ton of times before. Let's look at the other organizations who have multiple Super Bowls. Pittsburgh Steelers, are they, do they put together playoff wins quite often? I would say, yeah. They're probably on the downside of it now with Big Ben leaving and everything, but have either been in the playoffs a lot or won a playoff game or two, played in three Super Bowls, I believe, since the, in the 2000s era. It's now 2022. You want to go all the way back to the 90s, you know, mid-90s, kind of when the Cowboys, uh, after their three titles in four years, we can do that. I'm just using the year 2000 as kind of a generic um, starting point. But, but, it's, but it's been 26 years since the last Cowboys Super Bowl. And in that time, Dallas has won four playoff games. And it's not just the losses that have just been abysmal. And, and it's the playoffs. Anything can happen. Anything. Anything can and usually does happen. Again, it's, it's, it's other good football teams you're playing. But the expectations for the Cowboys every year win the Super Bowl, win the Super Bowl. All right, so I want to look at other teams who have kind of multiple Super Bowls who are kind of those iconic teams you think about. Okay, the Pittsburgh Steelers. They got uh, six, right? They, they played in three Super Bowls in the 90s, in the 90, excuse me, the, the 2000s and, and, uh, and beyond. They've won two of them. Green Bay Packers, eh, they've played in that one Super Bowl but they, uh, in, that they won in 2010, but they've been in the conference championship game almost every year, it seems like. I know they fall short too. All right. Um, San Francisco 49ers, it pains me to say it, but uh, five Super Bowls uh, themselves, four with uh, Joe Montana, one with Steve Young. Um, okay. You could be like, yeah, there's a comparison right there. History wise. However, uh, if you look at the Niners, they've been in two Super Bowls. Once with, uh, uh, Colin Kaepernick, the, uh, the great social justice warrior. And then a couple of years ago with Jimmy G losing two two tough Super Bowls. They've been relevant. They've been in it. Um, the Denver Broncos who've won. 
uh, what would that be? Three Super Bowls, I believe. They've played in a lot of Super Bowls in their past, right? They lost three before they won their uh, two with Elway, and then they've won uh, they won, won uh, well, let's see, there's one one with Denver with Peyton Manning and such. But again, they have been in Super Bowls in recent years. I say recent, I say, you know, 10, 20 years, whatever. Dallas hasn't been close. They haven't been close. The closest was probably against the Packers with the Des Bryant, he caught it game, right? In the divisional round, Tony Romo. The Dallas Cowboys have huge expectations, but never quite deliver. And that's not to say you can't have high expectations. That is important. But this idea that Dallas is this elite franchise and scary and um, always a competitor. There have been years where they haven't made the playoffs when they had pretty good teams. And playing in the NFC East, are you kidding me? You play the Giants, the Redskins, and the Eagles twice a year. Those are usually where they get most of their wins. So the Dallas Cowboys' uh, inability to be successful in the playoffs. Matt, they have five Super Bowls. Okay, I, I understand. Yes. Way back when all of our TVs were like big giant boxes and we, you know, we had to turn the channel and ESPN was only one. There was no two and news and you and all that stuff. A lot has changed. I have respect for the Cowboys. I really do. I would much rather see them win than the San Francisco 49ers, than the Las Vegas Raiders, as far as teams I despise. But Jerry Jones is way too involved as an owner and a GM. He's up there in age. This all starts at the top. And I want to get into the final play in the Cowboys 49er playoff game uh, from Sunday. And it is absolutely embarrassing to me that a billion-dollar franchise uh, doesn't know simple details that go into a play. You think you have it all figured out. You think we've practiced this. We practiced it. We know all, we know that we just get, we, we, we have time to spot the ball. You ran a play with 14 seconds that you knew had to be executed absolutely perfectly and everything else outside of your control, really to go perfectly for you to get the spike off. And of course it was, you know, uh, second and one Dallas, you know, 50 yard line or something. They run a quarterback draw basically. And Dak did not slide early enough. He tried to get five extra yards. He goes down. Okay. Boom. Watch the umpire. Miss George, I believe Roman, Roman George, last name, George. Boston hustling from the back. What does Dallas do? They put the ball down. They go to and get into formation because they're trying to hurry and spike it. You know, Dallas, you should know if you've put all the thought and details into this play that you say you've done over the you know past few months, you know where the official is coming from. Yet you guys line up, put the ball down, and then you block the ball with you know multiple 300 plus pound men plus Dak Prescott. He's trying to get around you guys to spot the ball to do his job in a timely manner. And he absolutely did it in a timely manner. You guys did not have the matter of time to do what you did. And if you wanted to run that play, if you wanted to be successful, the presence of mind to when you go down, get up, look for the official and have a clear path for him coming in. These are little details that you should have thought about. 
But no, you just, it's the ego. It's the ego of the, the professional athlete sometime, the professional coach that I have a little experience with, nowhere near this level, minor league baseball mostly. But it's just this ego of we're, the, we're everything. Everyone bows to us. No, there's a process to the game. That, to me, it was, it's not about respecting the officials. It, that, was a, that, was a, that was not respecting the game itself. To think that everyone's going to stop what they're doing and just serve you. Absolutely incredible. I sat on my couch laughing, just laughing. Because I saw it happen. As soon as they ran the play, I go, umpire's got to get there. And sure enough, he got there, and they're blocking his way. He has to get in. He bumps down, crack shot down, and he grabs the ball. Puts it. It's like you wanted things to go perfectly on this play, yet you didn't set yourself up or other – the whole you didn't set yourselves up for the play to go perfectly. And then you want to blame the refs. Ooh, real original. 14 penalties, Dallas? Seven of those pre-snap? Yeah. Those refs, man. Oh, those refs. I got news for you. Of the three teams on the field, the worst one was not the guys in stripes. It was not a good weekend for officiating in the NFL. I'll say that. All right. Sloppy performances all around. That Raider Bengal game was pretty rough. A lot of penalties, I think, overall. Uh, Dallas and the Niners, a lot of penalties. But you know what? Honestly, most of them were there. I didn't like a couple holding calls, um, kind of in the middle. But the hands to the face, um, it wasn't Demarcus Lawrence. Who was it? The, the defensive holding late in the game, where he just grabbed a lineman and threw him down. Yeah, that was that, that. Ah, those refs. How could they see that? How could they make that call? Was there a dumber play from the weekend than that one? Every team just sits there all the time crying. The refs are against us. Us, our team. They don't want Dallas. To, really, really. The NFL doesn't want Dallas to win and be successful. Yeah. Nice, nice try. Speaking of nice tries, Raiders, nice try. Very nice try. Rough season, I know. Um, I love Derek Carr. I really do. I wish he wasn't on that team in the black and silver. The streets were safe here in Los Angeles for about three and a half hours. It's kind of peace, peaceful time with, you know, all the Raider fans inside watching the games. Um, and then, you know, crime is back on the rise since then. However, uh, I love you, Derek, but for God's sake, last play of the game and it's fourth and goal from the eight and you throw the ball to the two yard line. How, how this happened, how millionaires, how guys make this much money with decisions like that will never cease to amaze me. Last play of the game, you have to get in the end zone, you throw the ball to the two-yard line. And it's not even a play where a guy is like on the move towards the goal line, like on a slant or something. I know there's other elements, but it's just a bad, bad look. Derek, come on. Derek has has done more with uh, less this year and with more drama than anyone else has had to do. So I applaud Derek Carr and uh, his season. Rich Passaccia, Great name, by the way. Um, I, I hope you do get the job because I think you've done a phenomenal job. Yeah, all, all Raider hatred aside. Uh, but it was good to see the Bengals win their uh, first playoff game in 31 years. 
they have uh, one fourth as many wins as uh, the Cowboys now in, in that time frame. Anyway, where was I? Cowboys. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Cowboys. And then the, this blame the refs crowd. Okay, look at every team has something to gripe about the officiating. Every team. You, if every team is saying the refs are out to get us, every team says that. Every fan base. It, it's like, no, you're not that important. No one sits in a meeting room and says, hey, Rams, hey, Cowboys, hey, no, we're going to screw this team. No, it's a weird game. This, what is a, uh, we used to, I used to know the term of, of what the football shape was, the spheroid something. It bounces weird. Crazy things happen in a game, especially when you put people out there who have to make decisions, not just officials, but players, coaches, which we saw. All right. And, and I used to really, like desk Dak Prescott. I thought he always said the right things. Uh, when he made the mention about the fans throwing trash on the field, uh, uh, Hey, that we shouldn't, you know, we shouldn't be doing that. And then they said, well, they were throwing it at the refs. And he says, Oh, uh, all the power to him then, or something along those lines. Uh, Dak, you're better than that. I think you are. Maybe you're not. Um, that is not what a leader does. That is not, um, what the face of a franchise does someone who's making 40 million dollars a year by the way i think he made 75 million this last year with all the signing bonuses and everything um so yeah another 75 million dollars for another playoff loss that a lot of it is on him so Dak, you want to point the finger at someone why don't you point the finger at yourself for the interception for uh not executing properly that final play for not being able to throw the ball downfield, for having seven points through three quarters into the fourth quarter. Yeah, let's point the fingers on. on no, but if, but if fans threw trash at players for playing bad, oh, that would be reprehensible. But we're mad at officials. We're we're angry. We didn't get we didn't get a chance at, at a hail mary that we probably would have not. We we couldn't stop the 49ers all day. We never led. Yeah, it's the refs. Yeah, it's the referees. They're out to get you. They're they're sitting right now plotting uh, who who they're going to get next. The game of football is very difficult to officiate. All right, I've never officiated it at that level, but it's difficult. And uh, the officiating hasn't been great. I would say a lot of the plays that um, the calls that have been thrown were there, but still, it's just kind of been a sloppy process. And uh, hopefully it improves. But um, that has nothing to do with why the Cowboys lost. And Mike McCarthy to sit up there and who who has been the worst clock manager of the season uh, th- this year. He's like he he doesn't understand like what the giant gold letter the letters numbers are like counting down and like how to do that stuff. I guess I don't know. But if Cowboy fans were honest with themselves, and I know not many of them are, my good friend Fred Monteblanco, he's a he's an honest uh, yeah, Cowboy fan. I'll say that. He's an honest Cowboy fan. Love you, Fred. Um, I, I, the, the audacity of, of people, the ego, the we're going to win because we're the Cowboys or oh, the NFL's against us. Look in a mirror. Mirrors still work. I don't agree with everything Colin Cowherd says. Uh, especially in recent years, he's, he's kind of going a little too far out there for me. Um, but one of his best quotes ever was, Hey, mirrors still work. Use them sometime. 
Look internally. Look out at the, all, the, all the noise. Control what you can control. Dallas didn't do that on the final play of the game. They didn't do it in the post game after the game. I have no sympathy for it. Again, I'm sitting here being trying to be uh, somewhat What's the, I can't even do it. I can't even say it. What's the word where you so sentiment, not sentimental, sympathetic. See, I have no sympathy in my heart for anything. Uh, trying to be a little understanding of the cowboy loss and everything. Um, but I can't with actions like that after the game and just complaining and, um, and just the ego of maybe you're not the elite franchise you think you are just because you spend a bunch of money and, um, you know, the Yankees are the Yankees because they're the Yankees. They keep winning. I haven't won a World Series in a few years, but still, um, the Lakers, you know, they they are what they are. Um, but maybe who would be comparable to Dallas? You know, the Red Sox for years, iconic franchise, but couldn't get over the hump, right? And they finally did, and they put together quite a quite quite a some success. Um. And the Yankees are kind of in that downward spiral, but when they have so many world titles, you know, they just talk a big game. So to continue to be elite, you have to be in the discussion at the end of the year. All right. I know you went 12 and five Dallas. I know you're supposed to win games and you got paired up against the Niners, the oddest team in football, but you're running out of excuses every year. There's something. Oh, Jason Garrett. Okay. He's gone. Well, uh, you know, Tony Romo can't win playoff games. Okay, he's gone. Well, Dak Prescott, uh, he just needs an offensive line. Okay, he seems fine. He needs a running game. Zeke Elliott. Is there a miss? By the way, uh, are there missing persons signs of uh, around Dallas uh, of where uh, Ezekiel Elliott has been? Anybody seen a uh, filed a missing report, persons report? report? For, for Ezekiel Elliott, Mr. Tough Guy, Mr. Highest Paid Running Back in the National Football League, Mr. Uh, Mr. Show Off every time he gets the first down. Anybody seen him? I love when egos and all this, this show off crap uh, just disintegrates. I love it. Yes, I'm the old man who doesn't like all the craziness and dancing and all this other, like, to just be a pro. Pro Dallas, you got a long way to go. Sorry. No, actually, I'm not sorry. You did this to yourself. Egos and all this. Next year, next year, next August, we're gonna have to deal with this again. Weed him, boys. Weed him, boys. Stop it. Stop it. Four playoff wins. 26 years. Not good. Not good for your standards, for your expectations. Step up your game, Dallas. That's all I can say. Step it up because uh, you're falling behind. And if you're not, well, you're in the NFC East. You're going to get six wins a year at least handed to you. Um, the San Francisco 49ers, look, at scary, scary team. I've said it all year. Kyle Shanahan does more with less than anyone out there. And right now, he doesn't have less. He has a lot. He's got great. Debo Samuel, Samuel, probably the best player in the NFL right now. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, people want to slam him. He makes poor throws, poor decisions. Okay, fine. But he sure knows how to convert a third down. Maybe he can't throw the deep ball quite like Odell Beckham Jr. can. I'll say that. But 
He's been to a Super Bowl. He has another playoff win under his belt. He seems to be doing just fine. He looks like a Greek god. And, uh, you know, people want to slam him. I, I, I don't understand them wanting to move off of him for Trey Lance. I don't get it. But that's what's attractive in the NFL these days. We need punt returners to play quarterback. No. All right. How's that working for Kyler Murray? Um, Josh Allen, massive giant man. Um, I think he's going to eventually run into a buzzsaw too with uh, hit the beatings he's taking. I think his body's going to deteriorate and uh, he will be, he will be done soon uh, in a, in a few years. Anyway, his, he won't play into his forties. I'll say that. Now, would you trade that for a couple of Super Bowl titles? Probably, probably a D anyway. Uh, the San Francisco 49er defense, uh, they know the, Pass rush and stopping the run, um, the, they are just getting after it. Uh, when the Rams went up 17-0 in week 18, I was happy but nervous because I've read this book before. Even though it was McVay's first ever loss after trailing or leading going into halftime, um, that was an incredible game with the Rams and 49ers in week 18 and didn't get to comment on it because it took last week off. Um, and, yes, a lot of red shirts, a lot of red shirts there at SoFi Stadium because – there's a lot of uh, well, front-running fans who uh, became 49er. None of these 49er fans are Giants fans in baseball. That's my thing. Just be, be, be who you are. I doubt all those people there are from the Bay Area. Maybe, maybe some of them born there. But most of them are, uh, I would say a lot of them are L.A. fans, allegedly. But uh, I don't need to get into it. Look, at anytime the uh, Niners play in L.A., they're going to have more, more fans or a lot of fans than the Rams. That's just how it's going to be. Um, it's a, it's a virus. The, 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 it, the, the red wave is, is hopefully what we're going to see um, in, in November of 2022 here. Uh, but it's also that 49er, just annoyance of fans and people. Ah, it's just, eh. you need a quarantine after seeing all that and feeling that and just, Six in a row now for the 49ers over the Rams. I, I can accept it. I accept um, the superiority that the 49ers have over the Rams. I grew up with it. There was a brief window in time when the Rams took over and uh, dominated. Sean McVay got there, won a few more, and then Shanahan and the, the, the red and gold up there just have the Rams number. I can accept it. I don't like it, but I can accept it. I'm not accepting. I'm not surrendering i want i want to beat those guys so bad but their style their physical bully ball the way they run the ball they get debo samuel i mean not just debo samuel but think of the other guys that run the ball for the niners it seems like every year they got some different running back or a couple of them in there it's not the play it's not the backs it's their culture it's their system run 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 it's a, it's a true physical football team. And at times you see that with the Rams, but when they play the 49ers, man, they get punched in the throat. Despise the Niners. I hate those guys. I hate them. And I get texts from all you uh, alleged Southern California fans, 49er people. You're good people. Some of you, I, I some of you are good people. And we all have our faults. We all do. And um, I try not to hold it against you. But the 49ers, 
Um, definitely own the Rams. Stan Kroenke has handed over the rights to the LA Rams to those San Francisco 49ers because they do own the Rams, at least recently. And the overall uh, record the Niners have on the Rams is, is pretty high as well. So sometimes you just you swallow the pill, man. There's not much you can do. You know, am I used to losing as a Rams fan? Yes, I am. Losing to the 49ers? Yes, I am. Ooh, that one hurt. Like, it's nothing new. I don't like it. But we'll see what happens. It makes the victory sweeter, I guess. And maybe one day this century we'll see one. Love to see the Rams beat the Niners someday. It would be sure be nice. The Niners have a tall task going to Green Bay. But you look at past few playoff games, past few uh, conference championships and such. Ooh. Ooh. Niners. They're at Lambeau this time. Um, there for a while it was up in San Fran, uh, but that's a great rivalry too in the playoffs. A lot of great matchups in the in the uh, Packers and the Niners. Again, two pretty iconic franchises. And can the Niners go on the road and beat the Green Bay Packers? Can they? I think it can. Um, if Rodgers loses this game, oh, the media is going to be up in arms. Oh, it's going to be absolute chaos. But we know what's crazy to think about is Matt LaFleur, Kyle Shanahan, and Sean McVay, three of the NFC coaches, they were all on one staff together at one time in Washington. Just crazy what they've all been able to do. And uh, Shanahan's got to a Super Bowl. Uh, LaFleur's been close. Uh, multiple 13-plus win seasons. McVay got to a Super Bowl. I mean, these are probably three of the most – the three young elite coaches right now in the NFL and uh, probably one of those three will get to a Super Bowl here in a couple of weeks. Although Bruce Arians and the defending champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers will have something to say about that. Um, Buccaneers, man. If so, let's see if, if the Rams pull a miracle in Florida and beat Tampa Bay. And if the Niners can defeat the number one seed green Bay Packers, probably in the, the cold and the snow, then it would be the Rams and 49ers in the NFC championship game at SoFi Stadium. One can dream. It terrifies me because it's the 49ers. And um, even though the Rams competed with them, it went wire to wire. Uh, it still scares me to death that that could be a possibility because I will never hear the end of it from the most annoying fan base in all of sports, the San Francisco 49er fans. If they beat the Rams to advance to a Super Bowl, uh, uh, I can't even, uh, I don't even want to think about that. Oh, that, oh my goodness. Anyway, we'll see. Well, let's, let's get through this weekend first. Uh, can the Rams beat the Bucks? I think they can. Uh, let's look at the opening uh, line here. Again, not a gambler by any means. Looks like Buccaneers are favored by three and Green Bay is favored by six. Um, again, Tennessee, let's see, Cincinnati, it's probably the end for them, but who knows Cincinnati at Tennessee on Saturday afternoon. And then 49ers at green Bay on Saturday night, Rams at Packers at noon on Sunday, followed by the bills and chiefs at three 30 on Sunday. What a, 
what a stretch of games we got there. I got to tell you, if you're not a big NFL fan, this is the weekend to watch four great games ahead. And I really do hope, uh, you know, Rams can deliver. Come on, guys. Let me wear this hat one more week. Although I'll, I'm not like, um, you ever notice some fans? It's hilarious. When the Niners are good, you see red and gold everywhere. And then, you know, a few down years. And why is it that people do this? If you're a fan of a team, look, at I've been, I've been a fan of some bad Rams, Rams times in my life. I still rock the gear. What is with people not wearing their team logos and gear when their teams are bad? What is that about? What kind of loyalty is that? Anyone can wear your letterman jacket when your teams are doing well. This is just what I want to see. And I want to see, you know, the, the whole 49er jersey with the, the L.A. Dodger hat thing. <laughs> it's like I talked about mirrors working. You don't look in the mirror and think that looks weird. You don't, you don't have an issue with that? How many Rams shirts with Giants hats do you see? That would look stupid, right? Anyway, I'm going to continue to say this. It's going to be every chance I get with this microphone. But anyway, uh, yeah, Niners fans, it could be any fan, whatever, whoever you're a fan of, be proud of it. I mean, you can be embarrassed a little. That's part of being a fan. Get in line. But you still rock your colors. You wear your team's colors. And now, if, if you're fed up and you're done, you know, throw your hat in the trash. Fine. Commit to it. That's all I said. That's all I'm saying. All these people, oh, I'm never re- re- watching them again. Yeah, okay. Next year, you'll be watching that team again and hoping and praying they win. But it's okay. Rock your team's gear in the offseason. Let it breathe, man. You go four and 12, who cares? You're still a fan. Still a fan. So in summary today, high expectations. Be careful with them. You're you're due for a letdown. You may not get that second date if you have super high expectations. You need some expectations. You can't be like, oh, well, I'm not even going to, you know, wear a collared shirt or I'm going to look sloppy. Have a little pride. But, you know, be careful with expectations. If, if you go in thinking you're everything, oh, I'm going to dominate. Yep, I'm going to, this is who I'm going to marry. Blah, blah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Settle down. There's a lot of factors here. Still need that umpire to spot the ball. Get out of the way. You know what I mean? All right. Enough analogies from me today. Uh, Tampa Bay. I'm, I'm going double upsets here. I'm going uh, in the NFC. Rams are going to pull off a miracle in Tampa Bay. And the Niners are going to shock the Packers setting up the SoFi Stadium NFC Championship rematch. Um, maybe I don't truly believe that's what will happen, but a man can dream. And at this at this time of life, I just turned 37. Uh, I can dream a little bit. Anyway, not sure we're going to have a show Friday. My goal is to have uh, one. I'm going to sit down and do an interview here in the next few days and try to set up a few more. Um, if anybody's interested, of course, let me know just to talk anything. Talk football, talk uh, life talk about my podcast talk, it could be anything Re- repeat people repeat guests would love to have people back on always uh, always fun to chatting with someone on friday so as of now my schedule is the same i'm still working nights but i will be switching hopefully if uh, everything is is uh, accepted and and i'm chosen for a new position at work uh hopefully things change and i'll be working mornings and uh, I will have the evenings free. So maybe a little more opportunities to record um, with uh, people who have, you know, kind of 
the regular work hours and such, but we'll make that all happen. If you're interested in coming on the pod, let me know. If you have a suggestion of a guest, let me know. If you want to tell me I'm dead wrong about stuff, let me know. I want to hear from you guys. Uh, I took the last week off guy. I needed a breather. Just needed it, man. After Christmas season and season two of the podcast, getting under my belt, just like, okay, let's, uh, let's take a week off. It's okay to do that sometimes. And I may do that here in the next uh, then the next few months, even, uh, as I prepare for the big real hondo prep podcast upcoming in August yeah, and keep this get home safe podcast going. It may not be weekly. It may be once every couple of weeks. I'm going to try, I, I've said this before it's a work in progress and we'll just keep going with this thing as long as we can. Uh, but anyway, guys enjoy the NFL games this weekend, get your work done, get those chores, get those things done for, uh, for the misses, uh, for, for, you know, the kids and everything, get it all out of the way. Cause there's some great football games, uh, this upcoming weekend and a big win for the Rams Cowboys, better luck next year. As you, uh, continue into your decline into uh, non elite franchises and, uh, Raiders. Nice try. Nice try. That's all I can say. All right, guys, that's it for today's episode of the get home safe podcast. The first Tuesday of 2022 so weird to even say those words but uh, we'll be back hopefully friday if not i'll be back tuesday to recap uh the rams loss and uh you know the other football games uh and uh, other football games in moving forward so playoff time great time of year reach out to me you guys know how to do that on facebook instagram twitter uh my email address uh get home say podcast at yahoo.com love to hear from you guys so uh definitely reach out to me here in the new year, new season of the Get Home Safe Podcast, season three. Can't believe it's here, but it is. Guys, thanks for being patient, for bearing with me, for um, you know not missing me too much while I was away. But uh, we'll keep this thing going as long as we can. Have a great week. We'll probably see you Friday, if not Friday, definitely on Tuesday. But guys, no matter what you're doing, whether you're out on the town or around in third base, get home safe.